welcome to the Women With Fire podcast. I am Michelle Gifford. I am Sarah Allred. God is calling women around the world to stand up and make a difference. We call this your quest. God needs you. Learn from other women who are navigating their own quests. And through this podcast, light that fire as you embark upon your own. Let's do this. All right, you guys, and welcome to another episode of the Women With Fire podcast. It's going to be a good day today. You are with Michelle and my special guest, Becky. Becky Proudfit, how are you? Hello, I'm great. How are you? I am good. I'm so glad that you are with me today because we have been Instagram circling each other. Yeah, circling each other. That's exactly right. And um, it's so great. I love, that's why I love this podcast. I have an excuse to connect one-on-one with right? people. Yes. And then I asked, I, we talked about your testimony and your journey and all of it. And so then we leave forever friends. So I'm so that's glad right. that you're here. Can you kind of introduce yourself and tell our listeners about who you are and what you do? Sure. So my name is Becky Proudfit. First and foremost, I'm a wife and a mom to four crazy, awesome little children who I love dearly. Um, I am a convert to the church. So I was baptized when I was 21 years old as I was working at Disney. I was a princess at Disney World and I was actually converted to the gospel, learned about the gospel from another princess. So the girl that was Snow White actually introduced me to the gospel. I am a podcaster as well. I love podcasting. I love this space. Um, And just recently within the past year, I started um, becoming more active on social media and sharing um, my life, my story, my faith um, on social media at Becky Proudfit. And so I have just been working really hard to align my purpose with Heavenly Fathers and to be available when he needs me. And so that's kind of what I've been doing. I love this because with our, with our podcast, we are talking about building your influence. And your influence does not have to be on Instagram, right? It doesn't have to be on a podcast. Not at all. At all. And so I like, I am excited to talk to you about this because you just kind of stepped into the Instagram space and also the podcast space because you podcast with Becky Higgins, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, And so you, when did you start that? So we launched October 15th and I really started becoming like intentionally active on social media, I would say around Christmas time. So can you kind of tell me what that, what that call, cause you've just stepped into the space. You stepped in it with yeah. Becky. Um, yeah. Why did you, why did you decide to do that? And how, um, how have you had things changed since then? So I actually pride myself on being someone who gets an impression or a direction. And I'm really good at, at recognizing it for what it is and moving forward. This journey was not like that. I totally procrastinated. I had just, um, I go to education week every year and I go there really to separate myself out because I have found in my life that I have a lot um, more anxiety um, when I am identifying my personal worth with like being a wife and being a mother. And for me, it is extremely helpful to like take it back to the basics, to separate myself, not as a wife, not as a mother, but solely as a daughter of God, as a single entity as a single child of God and being able to really work on how Heavenly Father wants me to be showing up in all those other areas of my life. 
but I've had to learn that, that my worth as a daughter of God is inherent a and B doesn't come because I'm a good mom or a bad mom or a good wife or a bad wife, or because my house is perfect or my kids are perfect or, or whatever. And so it's that special sacred time where I get to do that. So two years ago, I was at education week and I'd probably been having these promptings for a while and pushing them down because it was scary to me. I think I've been writing content my whole life. I've always had thoughts and, and things. And I used to do a lot of firesides. My husband and I spoke doing firesides for 10 years and um, we loved it. We loved it so much, but I never took it any further than that. And I knew I was supposed to write a book. And so I had this like, okay, I'm going to write the book this year. Okay. I'm going to start writing. And I kind of delayed and delayed and delayed. Then I thought the time was finally right. Like I'm going to do this. I'm going to write the book. And I got cancer, which was totally out of nowhere. And I was like, Heavenly Father, are you serious? Like I'm showing up ready now and what? Like for real? Um, and so I went through this cancer journey, which was amazing. I know that sounds weird, but it really was such a building and growth experience for me and my family. And fast forward to education week last year. Um, one of my favorite teachers is Mary Lee Boyack. She is this amazing instructor. She has like a bajillion books. She has like 17 books. And the way that she speaks about agency and the power of our agency and identity is just amazing to me. And she also is a cancer survivor. And so I went into education week last year, like, I cannot wait to talk to Mary Lee Boyack. Like, I can't wait to, to have a chance to speak with her and talk to her about this cancer journey. And for the first time in like forever, she wasn't teaching at education week. And so again, I was like, what the heck? Like, are you serious? Come on, throw me a bone. <laughs> and um, I was sitting in a different class and it was a huge class in, in this big room at BYU. And Mary Lee Boyack sat in the chair directly next to me out of like thousands of chairs, like literally came and sat next to me. And I looked at her and I was like, oh my gosh, Mary Lee. I can't wait to talk to you. And so I, I was able to talk to her for a long, long time and kind of shared with her the year that I'd had with cancer and some other really hard trials. And she looked at me and she said, so you know you're, you need to write a book, right? And I was like, oh my word. And, um, and, and so I knew that the time was right. And so when I talk about making myself available, I can get in my own head sometimes and get very ambitious. And I'm, I'm forgetting the most important step of aligning my will with what Heavenly Father needs me to do, not what I think I'm capable of doing. Because I know I can do a lot of things, but I can do a lot of things that aren't the right things that aren't going to be channeling um, the energy that Heavenly Father wants me to be spending. And so I focused the next few months on just making myself available, making myself ready to act when Heavenly Father gave me that impression to act. And so literally that is exactly how the podcast was born. That's how the, the Instagram sharing was born from that is just me being available. I had no idea it was going to be a podcast. I love Becky. We're dear, dear friends. I don't scrapbook. And so I did not foresee like partnering with her in that at all. And when the situation presented itself, I was available to know that it was the right thing and move forward with that one step. And then as I move forward, Henley father, pushed me to another step and another step and another step. And here we are. And I have no idea where it's all leading. Um, but we'll see as I'm being available. Um, 
I've seen a change in myself with the peace in my life and the way that I'm showing up for my family and for my kids. And, and just like that deep sense of contentment I have through this journey and strengthening myself as kind of a singular daughter of God, separate from all the other external validators that I was using before. Wow. (laughs) That was a lot. I know. It's so good. So tell me about what this means. Like, what did it mean for you to be available, available to God? I want to know that process because to me, this is so relatable to everyone. Cause I know like we have these big goals, we have these big dreams, but reality is if we don't walk hand in hand with God, then they, it doesn't work. And so tell me what available quote unquote available means. So what being available means is, is really aligning my will with heavenly fathers on an almost hourly basis, taking that to daily, taking it to monthly. I am the kind of person I find a lot of comfort in motion. And sometimes when I'm having like unsettling feelings in my soul, I will sometimes try to cure that with like being the best PTA mom I can be or, or just keeping in constant motion to kind of like cure those unsettled feelings. And when I am not in alignment, and when I say not in alignment, I'm not talking about sinning and going rogue and struggling with my testimony. What I'm talking about is when I'm doing the good things and not leaving time for the best things. And so every morning uh, I try to get up. I get the crazy part of the day over with, get the kids to school. And then I try to just sit there. And that is really difficult for me. I talk all the time about like, I get inspiration in the shower all the time because I'm still. And so taking time for that, for that stillness, because if I'm not checking in with my heavenly father and saying, Hey, I'm here. What do you need me to do? Or this is my plan for the day. Obviously I have goals. I have things that that I need to do every day for the podcast. But as I take that calendar that I've created for myself and say, hey, this is what I'm thinking. What do you think? Is there anything I'm missing? I don't sit there and wait for inspiration of exact instruction. I say, okay, this is, this is what I'm thinking. This is what I'm feeling. Are you good? You good with that? And you'll often find me sitting in carpool lane, sitting in church, sitting everywhere with an open notebook. And I do that because when I receive those little glimmers of direction and light and And honestly, sometimes even just love and you're on the right path, keep going. I want to be available to act on it and also record that to remember for the times when, when I'm not feeling it, when I'm not remembering what I'm doing or why I'm doing it. This is really great. I think about one of the, one of the revelations that's come to me just recently is the scripture where God says, be still and know that I'm God. And before yeah. I always felt like that was like a command, right? Like be still yes. <laughs> because I'm always in movement. Yes. <laughs> like I'm, I am your soul sister here, but because I, I like to get stuff done. Right. Yeah. But, um, I've just recently come to realize it's like, be still and know that I am God, like check in with me and, and just know that I'm there for you and that we can actually talk. We can talk. Totally. <laughs> got to slow it down and be open to it. So this is a really great, really great practice that you do. And I, and it's something that we can all do. This is something that we should be doing is turning. This is actually turning your life over to God and what it has done for you in less than a year is kind of crazy. Amazing. (laughs) It is. It's, it's so fun, but I have to check myself all the time because I love that you brought that up because be still stillness is like something I have to practice. It's not something that comes naturally to me, which I don't think is necessarily a bad thing. 
I think with our, um, with our strengths and our weaknesses, when we shine the light of Christ through who we are, our weaknesses become strengths, right? And so there is the blessing of when you're a hustler, like you can work, like you can work and actively move towards goals in ways that people who don't have that um, maybe ha have a harder time with. I think that when we have that light of Christ, everything can be a strength. It's just putting it in its proper place. And, and when we talk about being still and knowing the heavenly father has got it, there's two components to that that really stick out. And one is something I'm trying desperately to teach my children. And that is the heavenly father before he's this like omnipotent, wonderful creator of all things. He's our dad. Like he's a dad who's like picking you up from school and doesn't want to hear the answer. Like it was fine. It was great. I did. Okay. Like, right. And, and he wants to know about the good and the bad and your insecurities. And I think sometimes we get a little precious with our prayers. Alison Faulkner always says that we get precious with things that restrain us from really pouring our heart out. And that act of pouring your heart out is an exercise. It's not something that for me anyways, does not come naturally. And so remembering that heavenly father is first and foremost, my dad, and that he is waiting to hear how my school day was and not a one word answer in all the things, the same way that I do has, has been extremely helpful. And the second thing is that be still and know that I'm God now to me means as I'm into analytics and growth and exposure and all these things, um, <laughs> I can really get in my own head about that, about like, am I doing a good job if it's not growing? Am I doing a good job if X, Y, and Z isn't happening? And so I hear that and Heavenly Father's telling me, you give your hundred percent with the things I tell you to do. And A, it doesn't matter what happens from there. And B, like, I will make of it what I want to make of it and what it needs to be. And you don't need to worry about that. You don't need to spend your time lost in those analytics because I got that part. If you're doing your part, I got my part. Like, do you trust me that I have my part? And it takes a lot of the pressure off. <laughs> it does for sure. Cause we are going to do our best and we are going to stay, you know, be aware of things we need to improve on. But if we're doing what God wants us to do, then I mean, that's it, right? <laughs> That's it. That and you have to take it down to your like, why, like, why would I even do any of this? Why would I align my life with God? Like, what is the benefit? And obviously for me, the benefit is when I lay my head on the pillow at night, I want to know that I have done everything I can to show up in my life the way heavenly father needed me to probably not even the way I wanted to, but the way that heavenly father needed me to. And that is when I don't have anxiety. That is when I have peace. That is when I'm able to be free and to experience my life in the way that I want to. And now a short break for a word about our sponsor. Look, if you have kids, listen up. Trying to find ways to balance all of life's expectations and still find time to teach our kids in the home is wicked tough. I get it, I've got four kids of my own. Well, I have found a service to make this easy for you. It's a game changer, people. Come Follow Me FHE will take out all of the guesswork when implementing home-centered teaching with the Come Follow Me program. So Christians and members of The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints can have weekly access to lesson bundles that align exactly with the New Testament study for this year. 
The lessons are geared towards primary age kids and aim to make gospel learning purposeful, engaging, and dare I say, joyful and fun in your home. So serious, it is five bucks a month, people. Five bucks a month for all of this plan for you. Follow Come Follow Me FHE on Instagram at Come Follow Me FHE to catch weekly coaching on the materials. So just for us Women With Fire listeners, woo, we are offering you a free month to Come Follow Me FHE. Use code Women With Fire, and it's good through the end of October 2019. All right, back to the podcast. All right. So you just started, I mean, well, a year ago, you know, you got into podcasting. I want to know since you're kind of new to this, the scene and you've been here, but coming in as now like an influencer who's trying to build an audience, what has surprised you about this space? And, um, and then what have you like loved about being able to do this? So I think social media prior to like me actually becoming engaged in it, I think I had like a little unknown fear. Obviously I'm raising kids and and social media is something we're extremely careful about. When I started becoming engaged in particularly Instagram, I kept having this quote from Spencer W. Kimball run through my mind. And it was the talk he gave on the role of righteous women, which I love because sister Kimball actually had to read that because he's in the hospital. And it's just another cool layer to that. But he said and I'm going to paraphrase, but he says, thus it will be the female exemplars of the church that will be doing a huge part, essentially, in the gathering of Israel in the latter days. And as I started becoming engaged in the way that I felt inspired to, I saw evidence of like the gathering of Israel and just this army of amazing women. There are so many amazing people out there who are feeling the same things that we're feeling, who are working to help people like what you do with your podcast and with your Instagram that are working to help people to fulfill the jobs that heavenly father gives them to do. I was, I felt like I was part of this. I feel like I'm part of this team, this team of people that is just like taking the light and goodness and truth of the gospel to the world. And I never, I well, I shouldn't say never. I'm going to serve like eight missions when we're retired, but I was not, um, I didn't serve a mission when I was younger. And this kind of feels that way to me a little bit. And I love it. It's, it's hard and uncomfortable and, and it's been amazing. It's been such a really cool thing to be part of. Yeah. I've been thinking about this a lot. Um, just recently with thinking about influencers and like and how we are using our influence, you know, and, um, I just kept getting the thought, like if my grandma, my grandma was short and spunky and she said it like it is, you know, I was like, if she had this opportunity, like this microphone, what we call Mm -hmm. social media, how would she use it? Like, would she spend all of her time, uh, thinking about like comparing herself or like Mm -hmm. having self doubt, or would she just like own the space? Yes. And if we could just own the space and say, this is what we're doing. We're showing up imperfectly, but we've got God's like pat on the back, you know, go yeah. get out there. buddy. And would that change how we approach social media? If we said, you know what, this is our voice. Like this is our microphone. What are we going to be like, what should we say here? Yeah. And I think it would change everything. And I, so I love your perspective on, cause I feel like that. I feel like we're part of an army. Like, yeah. <laughs> like we yes. are doing 
thing. And it's a real thing. Like it's a real feeling. <laughs> yes, it is. It is. It's a real thing. And so that's, that's why I love this space so much because we are only as powerful as our relationship with God, right? We can mm-hmm. only do this work if we, if our testimonies are tied really closely to God yeah. and what he wants us to do. Cause it's easy, easy to get off track. <laughs> totally. I actually wrote about exactly what we're talking about yesterday. It was on my Instagram yesterday because um, I am a firm believer that heavenly father uh, likes it when you gain knowledge. And so when I have a job to do, just like if someone felt impressed that they really needed to be a doctor, okay, well, you still need to go to medical school and get good grades and you still need to study. And so when I became active in this, the first thing I did was get a trusted coach, like a, um, a social media teacher to teach me what I didn't know. And, and I've continued to like do things like that to, so I put myself in a position of being able to utilize the platform as best I can. And, um, and that has been a really good thing because I think that as Heavenly Father is looking to bless me, is looking to bless other people with the things that I do or say, I still have to put myself in a position of being ready and having my social media be correct and the way it needs to be um, to grow and, and to do what Heavenly Father wants to do with it. You know what I'm saying? And so yeah. it's, been, it's been an intense process learning all of that. That being said... I think there is so much power in letting go of the notion that you have to fit in a box or fit in a space. And this is what I was writing about yesterday. I super hate the term influencer. I know we all kind of cringe a little bit when you, we, <laughs> when we say it because like the flax and cord comes into mind and all, I just, I don't love it. So I was like, you know what? I don't even know if I qualify as that numbers wise. I don't, I just wanted to stop thinking about it. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to create my own space. I'm going to create something and let go of the rules. I feel like I have to do, like I have to have it branded and I have to have filters the same and all these things that they tell us cause your platform to grow. I'm going to let go of all of that and do kind of just what I want to do with the knowledge I have and create the space that I want. And I think sometimes we forget that we have the ability to create whatever we want at any time. And just because you feel like it hasn't been done or it's not what everyone else is doing, even better. Like that's totally okay. We don't have to adhere or fit in a box um, with that. And I especially think when we're talking about, you know, our purpose or our divine identity or, or any of these things, you have to be able to create your own space because when you do that, you allow Heavenly Father to widen your parameters you know, if you're putting yourself in a box, you're boxing yourself in yet. Heavenly father has this infinite vision and this has knowledge of our infinite potential and let go of those walls, let go of the perimeters and just let it, let it be. That's beautiful. Keep it going. I'm so glad that you (laughs) show up on Instagram every day. Um, because the reality is, is we don't have clear vision, right? We can't see the future. And so we think this is how it's supposed to be. And I also just from a business standpoint, because that's always where I yeah. come. I think you're going to start seeing things shift a little bit. Uh, we also, I, I'm feeling the rumblings right now and you know, people don't want the curated feeds as much, you know, they yeah. want you to show up as you and they want your story, which is pretty awesome because your story is where your testimony can come through. And so yes. I'm really, I think it's a really exciting time to do this because we are, um, we are making our own way and we are finding our own people. And 
and the people who are supposed, that's what I pray for. Uh, like, you know, when I'm praying about what to post on Instagram or praying about my courses and, and those kinds of things, it's just that I want the right people to find me. And I know mm-hmm. that if I show up in the way God wants me to, that the right people, God will get the right people to me. Right. Yeah, like, and then exactly have to, like stress a ton <laughs> about it. It does because especially, you know, you, you have this awesome business background and, and mine is not quite as awesome, but I come from like a, you know, a Disney background with branding and I can really get caught in the minutia of that. And I feel like that's where Satan really trips me up is he keeps me preoccupied on these things that don't really matter in the eternal perspective. And, and he keeps me really fixated in those things that truly I can't control, even if I think I have the knowledge to control anyways. And, and it keeps me from being open to receiving more inspiration, but that's how Satan gets me. He's not going to get me. He's not probably going to make me think I suck. He's not going to get me to like deviate from my testimony. He's not going to get me to do a lot of things, but he's going to get in, in those like weird ways, like where president Ugdorf says, where you get one degree off and you end up in a totally different location. And so kind of course correcting every day. That's why that moment of stillness and alignment in course correction for me is necessary on a daily basis because one degree takes me, can take me a lot off path if I don't, if I'm not careful of that. So good. So you talk a lot about this, about, um, about being better at like knowing who you are and knowing that you're amazing and I think that's, that we're seeing that shift too. People are getting a lot better at like uh, speaking of divine identity, whether they yeah. know that that's what they're speaking of or not. Do you feel like this is sinking in that we're getting it or not? I think, yeah, I think that anytime we talk about it is a good thing. Anytime you open a dialogue, it's a good thing. Um, I think we are making, um, especially as women in the church, I think we are really moving towards that. Um, I will say though, I have been thinking a lot lately about, you know, buzzwords about self-worth and all these things. You're awesome and you're amazing and you're beautiful and all these things. Yes, those are all true. But I've been thinking about as a, as a culture, as a population working on like the why, why, why are we awesome? Like, I think sometimes we say the words like, yes, I'm awesome. And we feel it. Yes, I'm awesome but that becomes a fleeting feeling because it's not really rooted in like, well, why, why are you awesome? And it reminds me of like when I was young and my parents would say, you're so pretty or you're so smart or you're amazing. And I kind of had that moment every time of like, well, you have to say that you, you know what I mean? You don't have a choice. You have to feel that way. You're my parents. And I've been thinking a lot about when heavenly father gives me those impressions, am I treating it the same way? Am I saying to him, through my actions or my words, like, yeah, but you have to say that heavenly father, you have to think I'm amazing. And I've been working a lot on that, on that back end of making sure that there's something behind that I'm awesome or I'm powerful or I'm empowered or any of those buzzwords, which are amazing. And I'm so glad we're talking about them, but breaking it down to the foundation of like, but why, why am I amazing? And the answer is not because I'm perfect or because I have Instagram followers or because I'm married or because I have kids or because, or any of these things, that's not the answer. It, the answer has to be found with yourself separate from all of those other things, like in those quiet moments. And I think for me, the daily habits of alignment are crucial, 
crucial, crucial, crucial to that. And, you know, it's always those primary answers, right? Praying to Heavenly Father, having real, genuine, open, sincere conversations with my Father in Heaven. Um, one thing I've been working on this year is making my temple attendance more meaningful. Um, before this year, like, I love the temple, but I didn't yearn for it quite in the way that I do now. And so I've made that a priority is going to the temple a lot more often so that I could cultivate that yearning and that love and that connection. Um, and so by doing these small and simple things, the daily alignments, it's not like it changes overnight because it doesn't. It's not like I went to the temple three or four times and then had this like aha moment of like the heavens open to me. That's not how life is. That's not how the gospel is. That's not how most things are. Um, it's through the slow and steady progression of the movement, doing the things you're supposed to do um, before you're motivated to do them. The motivation for me came a lot longer, a lot, you know, a lot after I started that, that motion, that constant motion um, with those small daily things. And so that is how I've been able to find the why behind my awesome is like, yeah, I freaking rule. And I can tell you why, and it's not what you think. It's a whole bunch of other things that are a lot more meaningful. But it's, it's been a slow process with a lot of patience and grace for myself and exercising love for myself. One of my favorite scriptures is, you know, the golden rule scripture. We're supposed to love the Lord thy God with all our heart, might, mind. And, and I had that down. Like, I love my heavenly father. And I had the other part down too, where I was like, I totally love my neighbor. I'm good at service. I'm good. I'm really good at that. But the part that is kind of the unspoken third is you're supposed to love yourself. And that was always coming last for me. I was really firm in the other two. And I had to work on allowing Heavenly Father to teach me who I was and, and why I was amazing and what it meant to be a daughter of God. And when I was able to fix that, when I was able to work on that, and I continue to work on that, um, it made those other two a lot more meaningful. And so focusing on that, love God, done. Love my neighbor, I feel like I'm really good at that. And then I learned to love myself. And I, I let Heavenly Father, um, I was available to Heavenly Father so he could show me what that meant. And, and it's changed everything. It's changed how I show up in my life. It's changed how I grow a business. It's changed everything, and it's been a pretty remarkable process. It seems like this is your theme that yeah. you know you've <laughs> got to figure out. You've got to figure out who you are, and it's it's one of the great things you've said is that you know you went to Education Week for you, and we put a lot of stock into our labels, into our titles. Maybe that's a better word, you know, as mom yeah. or as wife or or business owner or whatever. Um, but it, but you've seem to be super grounded in who you are. And that when that has happened, it's completely changed those other areas of your life, whether that's yeah. the podcast role or stepping out on Instagram or being a better mom. So what would be like the first step for my listeners who are like, Oh my goodness, this is exactly what I need. I need to, this is, this is what real self care is, right? It's not yes. getting your nails done, which is fine if you want. That does not what I mean, but you know, like yeah. self really like coming to know who you are and coming to feel God's love for you. So what, are, what are those first steps? So first and foremost, I would recognize what are the external validators that are tripping you up? Um, when I looked for patterns of when I was feeling anxiety or when I was feeling unsettled, 
you know, this is kind of embarrassing to admit, but it had a lot to do with my kids. And um, if my kids were not paying attention in school, or if they got a less than stellar grade on a test, or 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 whatever it was, if they came out in an outfit that didn't match, and it sounds so silly, but I hadn't realized how much stock I was putting on my children's like performance in life and how they're showing up, um, letting that dictate how I felt about myself. I as those external validators because we all have them and they're probably all different. And you'll know you've hit one when you're super uncomfortable and when you're anxious when you think about it. What's the thing that keeps you up at night that you feel like, oh, I really should have done better at that? What is that thing? And let's let's look at your relationship with what that couple a couple of things. The second thing that I would say is doing that daily check-in, that moment of stillness. And for me, I meditate-ish. It's really hard for me. I had to find activities like that I was able to be mentally still because sitting in a room is not like my way for stillness. So find an activity. I go hiking. I, I We live in Arizona. I, we have a mountain behind our house. I go hiking. Find that activity that you can do. Or if you can sit still in the room, good for you. That's so awesome. I can't do that. <laughs> I can't. But um, <laughs> even folding laundry, like we talk about on our podcast, like you don't always have to be listening to something or seeing something. Like you can be folding laundry and just have be with your thoughts or hike and be with your thoughts or whatever that means to you. Um, having that stillness, I think, is crucial because we, we put band-aids on a lot of things in our life by constant motion and tearing off the band-aid of the constant motion and allowing yourself to go there, allowing yourself to really ask the question and be open, avail open and available to hear the answer is really, really crucial, I think. Uh, and, and it's that action before motivation, right? Like it feels awkward and it's okay. And it might feel awkward for a long time. And that's okay too, because um, you will find that pattern of growth. You're going to start seeing that growth as you continue to practice that. So good. Becky, this has been so fun. You are so fantastic because I, this is, this is actually like the whole core of what Win With Fire is all about is this moment right now <laughs> where you are helping women figure out who they actually are away from all the stuff. Um, because then that moment, that is when we find how we can be the best influence and how we can serve the best. And that's what God's trying to tell us. He's like, you are amazing and you are amazing. And once you know that, then he can shape us and direct us in a lot easier way because we don't get off course and we don't worry about the stuff that doesn't matter. Yeah. And you are a really, really great example of this. And so this has been such a great podcast and so fun to talk to you. Um, do you have any closing words for our people? Any last words of wisdom? So one thing that I like to always remember is I have all the tools I need to do everything Heavenly Father wants me to do right now. I have everything inside me that I need to live a happy, successful, fulfilled life and to be the mom I need to be and to be the wife I need to be, to be the daughter of God that I need to be. And so it's not about changing or becoming different. It's about remembering. It's about being in touch with who you are, who you were before you came here, who, who you've always been, and being able to let that person become who you are in your everyday. It's perfect. Like we always say with the quest, you have everything you need to start. So yes. 
start your quest um, and get out there and be an influence. And thanks so much, Becky, for jumping in and joining us for our podcast. We sure love you. And we love you guys for listening and we'll catch you next week. Hey, you guys, that was a great episode, right? Well, do you want a little bit more or a lot more? Well, we have it for you. Head over to thewomenwithfire.com slash bonus, and you're going to find two bonus episodes that you can download that can literally get your soul on fire right now. So Sarah and I get asked to speak at places a lot, and we have two most requested topics, and we are tackling them and giving them right to your inbox. So Sarah's topic is Satan is at the Y, not at BYU, my friends. It is at the Y, and she dives in uh, and tells you how to get over the questions. Then you can pop over and listen to Michelle talk about like the thing she's most fabulous at talking about. And that is God is speaking. Do you hear him? If you feel like revelation is sort of a tripping point for you, she has got some incredible ways that you can better hear the Lord in your everyday life. So these are bonus episodes. You can jump on right now at thewomenwithfire.com slash bonus. Download them right now. And there is more for you to enjoy. Thanks so much for joining us at the Women With Fire podcast.